vandals broke windows and spray-painted messages at pro-life pregnancy centers. We're going after them with the law originally intended to benefit abortion clinics. I'm Stuart Shepard, and this is First Liberty Live. Thank you for liking and sharing these videos. You're such an important part of this project, and we're grateful. Just thank you from all of us for helping make it a success. Jeremy Dice is senior counsel here at First Liberty Institute. Hi, Jeremy. Hey, Stuart. Let's talk about this case, because it's an interesting one. This is a response to what we saw happening after the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last year. Tell me what we saw first, and then we'll get into the details of this case. Yeah, it's about a year now since uh, the opinion that would become the Dobbs opinion would go on to be leaked. Uh, it was leaked initially, and then go on to overturn Roe versus Wade. And what we saw in the, in, the, in the wake of that was all this violence up and down the country. There, there was uh, uh, windows being broken through, uh, spray painting. There were uh, paint bombs being thrown at the sides of buildings. Especially, they favored the color red because they wanted to look like blood. It was very intimidating that way. Uh, all kinds of threats that were scrawled. All of this was being taken credit by a group known as Jane's Revenge. Uh, we know that because they actually wrote that in their graffiti. They actually had a blog about it on the internet as well. And they say uh, that they uh, they're going to do anything it takes to prevent uh, Roe versus Wade from being overturned. And if it's overturned, they're going to turn up the volume even more and try to do worse things to preserve this um, thing called abortion. And so they've been extremely violent uh, all the way up in Massachusetts, Virginia, Florida, all over the country. I think there's now something like 100 or so different pregnancy resource centers, those groups that help out women in un unplanned pregnancies um, that have been attacked, that have been vandalized. And in some cases, the threats continue. And this really is to try to strike fear in the hearts of people who run those, those centers, to try to scare them out of business. Yeah, that's precisely the point of vandalism, is that uh, we want to intimidate you. Uh, and if we can't just intimidate you, then we're going to try to injure you. But we're certainly going to try to prevent people from actually accessing your facility or you being able to use that facility in some way, or at least for a certain period of time. Well, this is exactly the effect that it had. Not only did they use, uh, you know, these scrawled threats on the sides of walls or broken windows or whatever, but then they also started doxing some of the leaders of these groups. They, they started uh, chasing them on social media and mocking them there. They learned all about their, their habits and behaviors and would follow them around and, and just continue to intimidate them. And, and it just, it, it continues to happen, unfortunately, but sadly, it's become all too common as a kind of a regular occurrence that if you're going to disagree with something, at least from this side of the equation, Jane's Revenge's opinion here is that they're not going to try to win at the ballot box. They're not going to try to win in the courtroom. They're going to use violence to express their disagreement. That has no place in this country. Let's talk about our client. Who are they? What happened there? Heartbeat of Miami is our client, and they are one of the pregnancy care centers down in Miami, as, as it would say. Uh, in fact, they operate several different facilities in the Miami area, specifically one in Hialeah, Florida. And on July 3rd of last year, uh, in the middle of the night, some vandals came onto their property. They disabled their security cameras, and then they scrawled. Well, you can see the threats behind me. These are just a few of the ones that they scrawled all over their, all over their walls. And they're intimidating threats, saying, look, we're not going to stop. If abortions aren't safe, then neither are you. They're going to continue to, to uh, hold those threats in front of them. And then it was not just the vandalism there, but a couple months later, they held their annual gala. Remember, these are nonprofit, donor-driven uh, uh, pregnancy care centers around the country. So they that's have a, a big fundraiser. It's a big fundraiser. Yeah. Uh, and some vandals, some criminals, we think, uh, broke into their guest list. They put themselves on the guest list through some hacking. Uh, they show up in, you know, looking like the rest of the crowd there. And then in the middle of the event, they stand up, they start throwing out all kinds of just terrible obscenities, profanities, threats right there, and they're throwing 
propaganda all over the place as well. Propaganda that says that these are fake clinics, that they're engaged in harmful behavior, and then expressing more threats along the way. They're eventually kicked out of that facility. They're taken away. They're, they're trespassed. So the, the police arrested them for trespassing that, that uh, event. Yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, I mean, that, that's what has happened to our client over the last about a year now. All right. So uh, this is in concert with, and this is an interesting aspect of it, uh, of this. We're, we're doing this alongside another uh, legal proceeding by the state attorney general. Tell us about that. Yeah, Attorney General Ashley Moody is the attorney general for the state of Florida. And in the, the law that we use, there's a special provision that allows the attorney general to seek penalties that Congress has ordained against people who would seek to injure, interfere with access to, or intimidate those trying to access reproductive health services. And that applies to pregnancy care centers as well. Because what pregnancy care centers do, if I wasn't clear and you don't know, is that they, they provide reproductive health services in the form of counseling. They provide pregnancy tests. They provide ultrasounds under the guidance of, of uh, medical uh, directors and nurses. They, they do all these things. And so they, they bear the same protections under the law that uh, most other medical clinics would, would receive as well. But Attorney General Moody joined us in this lawsuit and is really leading the way. It's the first time that a state attorney general has used what we call the FACE Act to prosecute a claim on behalf of, or seek these penalties on behalf of a, a pregnancy care center. And in this case, it's actually not just our client. There are three different pregnancy care centers in the state of Florida that were attacked just like ours were. And all three of them, she's standing up on their behalf. And really by example, all the rest of the nearly 100 or more different pregnancy care centers across the country, sending a real clear message to would-be vandals that if you're gonna pick up a brick or a can of spray paint to express your political disagreement, you're going to spend time perhaps in jail. These, these vandals are under federal indictment right now. But you, you're also going to have, have to pay a pretty hefty fee, a hefty penalty. And in this case, she's seeking something in the neighborhood of almost $300,000 per defendant in this situation. So it's going to be pretty significant if we're able to, if Attorney General Moody is able to be successful. And if our lawsuit is successful, we're just going to add to those penalties as well. Now, you've, you've mentioned by name the FACE Act and also talked a bit about some of the language in there. That's a law that was passed years ago, signed by President Clinton, if I recall correctly, into law specifically with the intent of of chasing pro-life sidewalk counselors away from the entrances to abortion clinics. This flips that right around kind of like a jujitsu move. I think it's brilliant. Yeah, it's the Freedom to Access Clinic Entrances Act, and we just call it FACE because it's easier than the other mouthful. Yeah. Uh, and it has a couple of really interesting provisions. For one thing, just as a, as a side note, uh, Senator Grassley insisted that there be protections given to churches under the FACE Act as well. So if huh. people try to disrupt church services in some manner, uh, then they can also be prosecuted under the FACE Act, which is yeah. kind of an interesting thing. And especially for us as religious liberty attorneys, we find that to be very helpful. Is that because it's been expanded since it was first put into law or what? Yeah, both of that. So there, yeah. there's been some expansion of that, but it was also the intent up, up front as well. Okay. Uh, and then the, the courts have really expanded the, the definition of what constitutes a reproductive health facility such that almost every single pregnancy care center in the nation would qualify as a reproductive health care facility. And our situation happens to be a life-affirming reproductive health care facility. Uh, right. The FACE Act also protects against uh, Planned Parenthood facilities, other abortion clinics in the country. They would also receive those protections. And it, just so I'm clear, if they were being vandalized and attacked, I would hope that the government would be doing the exact same thing. Violence is never a lawful response to disagreement, and it should never be used in this kind of a situation whatsoever. It just so happens, though, that our clients are equally entitled to the law. 
And so we have the opportunity to be able to use that. Now, what does the FACE Act provide? Well, it, it provides a couple of things. One, it allows the Attorney General of the United States, through his U.S. attorneys, to see criminal penalties against these, uh, these would-be vandals. And so they're doing that. They're, they've actually indicted four different defendants, and they're using the criminal process to hold them criminally liable. But it also specifically authorizes the state attorney general to seek specific dollar amount penalties against those who are uh, either seeking to injure, intimidate, or interfere with access to a reproductive health facility, including our clients. And then it gives us some specific penalties as well. The individual people who have been injured, they are allowed to seek recovery under that same FACE Act, uh, a certain dollar amount as well against those who have taken that action to, again, injure, intimidate, or interfere with access to that reproductive health care facility. Yeah. So we're glad to use this to, to protect our, our, our groups. That's going to be interesting. I'm a lifelong pro-lifer. And when I saw you in a recent TV interview, you used the term reproductive health care facility. And I'm so used to hearing that from, shall we say, the other side of this issue. It was weird hearing it come out of your mouth. But what you're connecting with is the very language that's in the FACE Act, which is the underpinning for this whole suit, correct? That's exactly right. And that's that, thankfully, the courts have done a, a good job of expanding that definition and ensuring that uh, not only are abortion clinics covered by this, but so are reproductive health care facilities that are life-affirming, pregnancy care centers, crisis pregnancy centers, as you may know them as well. These are the groups that, as an expression of their faith, more, more often than not, are, are ministering to women and families facing an unplanned pregnancy. And how do they do that? Well, they provide them with counseling options. They sometimes refer for adoption agencies. They'll do sonograms under a licensed physician's uh, guidance to be able to do that kind of thing. But they also then give away you know, free diapers and baby bottles and baby formula. Uh, one of our clients actually even knits baby blankets and baby uh, sweaters for them. Uh, these are people of faith that have gotten together to protect life as an expression of their faith. And the reward that they receive for that, through no fault of their own, other than just being loving to the community around them, has been to see the violence that we see here, whether that's the spray paint on the side of their walls or in other situations, they've had firebombs thrown through the window, they've yeah. had their windows knocked out, and all kinds of things. Our, our clinic director was doxxed and intimidated online. And by uh, doxxed, you mean her Their personal information personal was made sure. public, and, yep. and, and that, that's a really vulnerable place to be in, where you're trying to help nice people uh, and be nice people to help other people and instead the way that you're rewarded with that is with would-be criminals alleged criminals anyway uh, they're trying to out you so that more bad people would come and make good on the threat behind us that if abortion's not safe then neither are you well what does that mean that means that some people with that little anarchist sign right there may show up at your front door with a molotov cocktail in their hand or something even worse yeah I, this will be one I'll be following closely as it goes along. We'll, of course, keep you updated here and also at FirstLiberty.org. Anything else you'd like to share before I let you go? I'd encourage folks to not only go to FirstLiberty.org to learn more about our case, but also if you have the opportunity to on social media or something like that, tag Attorney General Moody and thank her for her leadership on this issue. It's cool. a really important thing that, and a big step politically for her to take to, on behalf of not only these three clinics, but all the other ones that have been uh, affected by this response, it's a critical moment in our nation's history to remind everybody that violence is never the appropriate response to political disagreement. Very good. Jeremy, I appreciate the work you do. Thank you for sharing with us. Thanks for having me. And thank you for dropping by today and being part of this conversation. You've already gotten all the direction of what to do. So if you have opportunity to thank the attorney general there in Florida on your social media, please do that. And also, if you would subscribe on FirstLibertyLive.com so that you'll be notified when new episodes of this program come out and we'll keep you updated. First Liberty is fighting for what matters most.